comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. We've been focusing on a series broadly captioned Running with Vision. Somebody say Running with Vision. Say it aloud, running with vision. Say it loud, running with vision. Running with vision. Life without a bearing is a burden. Everywhere you go, if you'll be able to get to your destination, you need a clear and well-defined bearing. A plane cannot take off and lose touch with the control tower and expect to land safe. Neither can a ship without a compass be able to get to his destination. So you as a person too, you also need a bearing. And your bearing is vision. Somebody say your bearing is vision. Say my bearing is vision. We as a church, our bearing is our vision. Without a vision, we cease to exist as a church. Without a vision, there is no clarity. Without a vision, we'll be running amiss. In fact, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 1, it says, Wherefore, see we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience. Somebody say, run. Run with patience. The race set before us. Run with patience. There's a race already set. Whether you are conscious of it or not, it's set. The race, the heavenly race is set. And everybody is expected to run. You cannot afford not to run. Every child of God is expected to be in the race. And then the Bible says that those who are running, but they will end up not getting a prize. But we must run as people running to get a prize. When you are running to get a prize, the way you run is different. When you are running with the goal of obtaining a heavenly price, the way you run your race is different. You cannot run it the way other people are running it. Other people can be slothful spiritually, you cannot. Other people can be lazy about spiritual things, you cannot. Other people can take God for granted, you cannot. Why? Because we are in a race and ultimately we are getting a prize. May you run to get a prize. I said, may you run to get a prize. You will get a prize. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 to 26. He said, Know ye not that they who run in the race run all. 1 Corinthians chapter 29, verse 24. No, do you not know? King James Version says, Know ye not that they which run in the race run all. Somebody say, Run all. Run all. Run all. all of us are running. The race is set, all of us are running. Run all, but one obtained the price, or one received the price. May you be that one. Amen. Your amen doesn't show that you won the prize. Amen. He said, they run that you may receive, but one received the price. So run that you may obtain. Run. The way you are running will determine whether or not you obtain. 
Then he says, for every man that strives for the mastery is temperate in all things. Verse 25. He said, now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. This is one of the scriptures I love so much. He said, now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. Usain Bolt, corruptible crown. Golden Boot, by mercy, corruptible crown. Bantamweight champion, corruptible crown. Whatever crown anybody can aspire for in life is a corruptible crown. Can somebody say corruptible crown? Corruptible crown. Corruptible crown. Whatever crown you are aspiring for, the Bible says it's a corruptible crown. Then he says, now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. The Bible said they strive for the mastery, but they obtain a corruptible crown. But you and I are running a different race. I didn't hear your amen. He says, but we do it to obtain an incorruptible crown. That's why the way we run it must be unique. Because, you see, if your crown is not valuable, a person running a race with $100,000 as a price, and a person running a race with a million dollars as a price, they cannot run it the same way. So the value of the price must determine the input or the energy and the zeal with which you pursue. When I see people very slothful and lousy about their spiritual life, it, as a pastor, it, it, it pities me. It, I pity them and it pains me. I, I really want to do something about it, but I can't do much except to encourage and to exhort. Except that's about the best I can do. Because everything we are doing, we are doing it very seriously. Everything. When you are working hard to attain a promotion in your, your office, the way you do it is different. When you are chasing a business contract, the zeal with which you pursue it is different. Because you have an objective, you have a vision to be voted as the best employee in your place of work for the year. See the time you report. See the dedication to duty. See the commitment with which you pursue what may have been committed into your hands. And at the same time, compare that price to the price you obtain in eternity. And the Bible said that price cannot be compared in any way to it. And look at your attitude. Towards the things of God. Towards the pursuit of lost souls. Towards the establishment of saints in the house of God. Towards things that are concerning the kingdom and the advancement of God. How do you pursue them? Praise God. Bible said they that run in the race run all. But one receiveth the prize. Then verse 26. He said, I therefore so run. Look at I therefore so run. This is where we come in. He said, everyone that strive for the master. He said, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly. And there are a lot of people who are running uncertainly. Not as uncertainly or as one that beated the air. You know, when he talks about beating the air, it's like uh, uh, boxing without aim. You can't stand in a boxing ring and then you just hit anywhere, throw bullets anywhere. No, no, no. You have to target, make sure that where you are hitting will bring results. That's what the Bible says. Where you hit must bring results. How can it bring results? You have to hit with aim. Somebody say hit with aim. Hit with aim. Hit with aim. He says, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly. So fight are not as one that beated the air. I ran with, look at the amplified version. He said, I ran with objective, with aim. Verse 26, amplified version. He says, therefore I do not run uncertainly without definite aim. I do not box like one beating the air or striking without an adversary. Praise God. Are you living your life as if there's no adversary? Are you running the race as if there's nothing at stake? Are you living your life as if all is well no matter what happens? Are you living your life with the objective 
to attaining the prize ultimately. Praise God. I pray that a fresh passion and zeal for God and the things of God will be stimulated in your heart. Yeah. How do you, what is the level of diligence you bring to the things that pertains to your spiritual life? How serious do you take things that pertains to God? The Bible said all things, it's given unto us all things that pertains to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who has given us who has called us unto glory and virtue. How seriously do you take your spiritual life? The Bible says we should show forth the same diligence. In the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 6 and the verse number 12. Hebrews chapter 6 verse number 12. In fact, we can start from verse number 10. Hebrews chapter 6 verse number 10. He says, for God is not unjust to forget your work and your labor of love which you have showed toward his name in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Look at verse number 11. He said, and we desire that each of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. We, we desire, that's my heart cry, that's my prayer, that you show the same diligence. The same diligence. Because it took diligence for them to be able to obtain. Go to verse 12. He said that you do not become sluggish. But imitated of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. May you inherit the promise. Amen. I said may you inherit the promise. Amen. And to inherit the promise, diligence is required. Run with aim. Somebody say run with aim. And the aim is vision. Somebody say the aim is vision. Yeah, so the Bible says, when there is no vision, the people perish. Running with vision. Where there is no vision, people perish. Where it, there is no vision. If you woke up into this year or you step into this year without a clearly defined vision for your spiritual life, your quiet time will be zigzag. The way you listen to messages will be zigzag. There is no day I don't listen to a message. Every day I listen to a message. Every day. It's part and parcel of, because I, 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 I must feed daily in order to survive daily. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every way. So every day I eat, I must feed spiritually as well. Every day. Every day. Every day. It's not a casual, it's not occasional thing. Every day. Why? Because there's a vision to change my level spiritually. Most of us may, may be saving every month. Why? Because you want your finances to go to a certain level. You see, everything you are not committed to daily, on a daily basis, you really don't mean business with it. Anything you are not committed to on a daily basis, you really don't mean serious business with it. Where there is no vision. Somebody say, where there is no vision. Say, where there is no vision. And people perish. So, as a person, you need a vision for your life. How can you run? Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. He says, I will stand upon my watch and I will set me upon my tower and I will watch to see what he would say unto me and what I shall answer when I'm reproved. Verse 2. And the Lord answered and said unto me, write the vision and make it plain that he may run that read it. Write the vision, make it plain upon tables that he may run that read it. How can you run to obtain? You need to run with vision. And to run with vision, and understanding is critical. Somebody say understanding is critical. Say understanding is critical. I know that the spirit of God will be teaching many things this year. We are only in the first quarter. But this teaching I'm doing is so vital and essential for me, for you, and for everyone in our church here. Praise God. It's so vital. It's so vital. He said for the vision yet for an appointed time, but at the end he shall speak. 
and not lie, though it tarried, wait for it, for it shall surely come, and it will not tarry. So he said, write the vision down, make it plain. Make it plain simply means understand it. Understand it, understand it, understand it. So we, we, our objective is to help you understand where this church is going. Because somewhere, somehow, your destiny and my destiny are connected to this thing called faith house. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. How many of you believe that your destiny is connected here? And so you need to clearly understand where we are going. So that we don't lose our way on the sea. Or we don't miss our bearing in the air. That's why I'm taking time to run you through this vision and help you to appreciate it. Our vision is written boldly on the wall and it's simple. In this simplistic form is what you find there. We bring in, we bring up, and we send out. But a comprehensive vision is what you have projected on the screen. He said, our vision is to build, let's read one go. Our vision is to build model word of faith. Contemporary, culturally relevant, and excellent churches where people from all nations read it with passion again. One. Now, so when you look at this, you have a number of keywords that are very relevant to us. And there are 10 of them. One is built. Somebody say built. Keywords, built. Number two is model. Somebody say model. Number three, word of faith. Number four, contemporary. Number five, number six, number, 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 you're finished. It is well with you. Praise God. About two or three weeks ago, we started focusing on build. Somebody say build. Uh -huh. So we, we sought to understand why we exist to build. Why we exist. Our objective is to build churches. But why is it that we are supposed to build churches? We explored that comprehensively. And we want to start by focusing on another keyword, model. Somebody say model. Model is very important. Model. Very, very important. Come with me to First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1 to 10. New International Version. First Thessalonians 1. Paul and Silas and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you. Verse 2. We always thank God for you all mentioning you in our prayers. Okay. We continually remember before our God and Father, your work produced by faith. Somebody say, work produced by faith. Your labor prompted by love. <laughs> your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. I was reading through the scripture, the whole of, uh, what do you call it, First and Second Thessalonians today, and I was just getting excited in my spirit. Praise God. He said, for you know, we know our brothers loved by God. That he has chosen you. Can somebody say God has chosen me? Okay, now let's go to verse number five. Because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power. With the spirit and with deep conviction. You know how we live among you for your sake. Verse six. Let's go. You became imitators of us. In spite of severe suffering, you welcomed the message with joy Given by the Holy Spirit. Verse 7. Let's read it together. One go. And so you became a model to all believers. Read that again. And so. May you become a model. I said may you become a model. 
I'm not saying you are becoming a model for Guinness Ghana. You are becoming a model for the Lord. Amen. Shout a better amen. amen. The Lord's message, verse 8, the Lord's message rang out from you, not only Macedonia and Acre. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it. For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They, they tell how you turn to God from idols to serve the living God and true God and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Amen. The Thessalonian church became a model church. May faith house become a model church. And may you become a model church. May you become a model person. You see, when we say the church is a model church, or we are becoming a model church, we are not simply just talking about the building. Someday our buildings will become model buildings. Can somebody give me a believing amen? amen? Yeah. When you look at uh, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they have a model building. Everywhere. And that time is coming where our buildings will be model everywhere. Amen. Praise God. But when we talk about building a model church, we start with the human beings. Somebody say the human beings. We are not. You see, the church is not just the building. The church actually is the people. People make up the church. When we are not here, we only have a building. When we come here, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. And that becomes a church. So the church meets in a building. And so we can call the building a church. But in actual sense, the people form the church. So when we say the church is model, then the people in the church are model people. And I pray that your life will be a model. May your marriage be a model. May your relationships be a model. Give me a believing amen here. To be a model simply means to be an example in excellent things for others. To be a model means to be an example in excellent things for others. That's a model. A model, if you say you are a model in your office, it means you are, you are an example of excellent things in your office. Where you are a model among the ushers, you are an excellent usher. Where you are a model among choristers, you are, you are an excellent chorister. Where you are a model among deacons, it means you are a unique deacon. May that be your testimony. Amen. I said, may that become your testimony. Amen. Look at what the Bible says. First, Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. He said, let no one despise you, but be thou an example to the believers in word, in con conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. When you are an example in excellent things, such as love, peace, uh, long-suffering, faith, patience, love, conduct, and spirit, that is a model. May you become a spiritual model. May you be a spiritual model. May somebody receive that into his spirit. Number two, to be a model is to be is to possess virtues and values that makes you worthy of emulation by others. May you be worthy of emulation. Amen. May people just desire to be like you. Amen. May they look at your life and say, I want to be like that sister. Amen. I want to be like that brother. I want to be able to know God like that brother. Amen. Can somebody give me an amen here? Amen. I want to be able to pray like that sister. Yeah. That's a model. A model is somebody that others are aspiring to be like. What is aspiring to be like? What are you aspiring to be like? It's so sad that you find Christians who are aspiring to be like worldly people. That's, 
that's their model. You go into their rooms and they have nothing Christian in their room. They have on the wall some one rickety guy who has no relationship with the Lord and is on the wall. And that's what you are feasting on. That's what you are feasting on. Praise God. Check their mobile phone. You won't find church logo there. You won't find their pastor there. You'll find some yes, yeah, yes, person be there. Yeah, that's all. They don't have any excellent model in mind. To possess virtues and values that makes you worthy of emulation by others. That's a model. A model possesses virtues and values that makes others want to be like them. May people want to be like you. I said, may people want to be like you. So when we say we are building a modern church, we want to build a church that possesses virtues and values that others would want to have. And those are some of the values you see on the, uh, what do you call it, our values, our core values outside. Those are the values we promote here. Praise God. Those are the values. Selfless. Values of sacrifice, values of evangelism, values of faithfulness, values of love, values of liberality. Those are the things we celebrate here. Those are our values. To possess virtues and values that makes others worthy of emulation. So, when you are a part of this church, these are things you have to constantly review your life by. How excellent am I becoming in my relationships? It's part of our values. How evangelistic am I in my approach to life? It's part of our values. How liberal am I? Am I the type who gives sparingly or am I the type who gives generously? Am I the type who is all out for God or am I the type who is uh, uh, not really into it? Our values in this church is spirituality among many things. Spirituality. Somebody says spirituality. We fast the beginning of every month and we don't fast for any reason. We fast because we want to be spiritual because that's what spiritual people do. People who want to be spiritual, they fast. People who don't want to be spiritual, they eat. They eat all the time. All the time. All the time. Even when they have no legitimate reason to eat. You know, there are people. Yeah, of course. They don't have any legitimate reason. There are people who, by reason of certain drugs they take, they may be limited or they may be restricted from fasting. And even then, when you are very, very serious, you will still sometimes find a way around it. Praise God. Some of them will fast maybe six to ten on a day of a fast. But the one who is not testy for anything spiritual. 6 a.m. they are eating. Yeah. 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 And they always forget that the meat, the belly for meat and the, uh, the meat for the belly. God shall destroy both it and them. That's all. God shall destroy both it and them. The kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. May you receive grace to be spiritual. Amen. I said, may you receive grace to be spiritual. Amen. Listen, be spiritual. And then, hook, make alliance with spiritual people. When you're looking for a wife to marry, don't marry a prayerless woman. Don't marry a woman who is not spiritual. And when you are looking for a man, don't marry a man who, when we come for fasting, you don't see him. Yeah. I'm telling you. Very, very important. I don't have regard for any man, no matter what he has. That is not spiritual. I have little or no regard. For any man who is not spiritual. Because without God in charge and control of the affairs of any man, the best of men is still a beast. Can somebody give me an amen? Amen. The best of men will still be a beast without God at the very center of his life. So so when you live your life based on voice, he speaks very well. He has muscle. You are are, are just uh, about to ruin your destiny, your spiritual destiny. 
six packs. It can even be ten packs. The more the packs, the more he can slap you heavily and you feel it. If the Holy Ghost does not help you. Praise God. May the Lord help someone. I said, may the Lord help someone. So, to be a model is to possess virtues and values that makes you worthy of emulation by others. May your life be worthy of emulation. May our church be worthy of emulation. Number three is to become a person of something others can proudly identify with or boast about. May our church be some, a church that others are very proud about. May it be a church you are proud to be identified with. That's the kind of church we want to build. That's the kind of church we want to build. A church that you are glad to be part of. A church that you are glad to invite your friends into. A church that you are excited about. You can boast about. When we say someone is a model, you want to pattern your life after him. You want to identify with him. You are glad that you know such a person. That's a model. That's a model. Look at what the Bible says about the Thessalonian church. 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 3 to 4. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you abounds toward each other. Verse 4. He says, so that we ourselves boast of you among the churches, for God, for your patience, the churches of God, for your patience and faith in all persecutions and tribulations that he endure. He said, we boast of you among churches. We, we've been to other churches. Paul, you know, Paul was uh, an apostle and planted a lot of churches. But when he came to the Macedonian church, uh, the, the, what do you call it? The Macedonian church of which the Thessalonian church was part. He was so proud about the Macedonian churches. The Philippian church was part of the Macedonian church. Very proud about it. Anywhere he went, he was proud to speak about it. Are people proud to speak about your relationship with God? Are people proud to call you a Christian? Are people proud to identify with your faith? Are we running the church in such a way that when people come here, they will feel proud being here? Yeah. They will feel proud about God. They, they will be excited about That is what influences the things we do. That is what influences what we buy. That is what influences how we conduct ourselves. Can somebody say an amen here? Yeah. That's why we don't use benches here. Because we want to do something that people will be proud about. It's not that we don't know what to use money for. That's why we have all these screens here. Because we want to do something that people can be proud about. Can somebody give me an amen? amen? That is what the church is for. To be a model is to be something that others are proud to identify with. So when you are leading the choir, you must do it in such a way that others will be proud of the choir. To be part of the choir. Amen. That's, that's how you run the choir. You are a part of the choir. You, you, your commitment and dedication must be such that others will feel proud being part. You are an usher. People must want to apply to be part of it. Why? Because the way you carry yourself and you do your things is so marvelous and wonderful that people want to be part of it. Not that you are running things in such a way that people are becoming discouraged being a part of it. That's not it. Praise God. That's not it. Number four. To be a model is to possess and display godly character in such a way that you can proudly and confidently encourage others to follow your life of godliness. That's to be a model. We are talking about spiritual model here. Somebody say spiritual model. Say spiritual model. Yeah. Spiritual model. To be a model is 
to possess and display godly character in such a way that you can proudly and confidently encourage others to follow your life of godliness. Can we see that from Philippians chapter 3 verse 17? Join me, New International Version, join together in following my example. Brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. Can you see that? This is Paul. He told them boldly, follow me, follow me, follow me. You remember he said, follow me as I follow Christ. Bold, 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 bold. And he was so proud. He was so bold because he knew the life. You can't tell somebody to follow you to a, a smoking joint. But when you are coming to church and you are consistent and he's showing your character, you can invite a colleague from your office to follow you to church. Why? Because you know he will proudly follow he sees your character, he knows your behavior, and he's so confident of your faith. So he follows you. When you live a life in such a way, you display godly character in such a way that you can confidently tell people to follow you. Then we say you're a model. May you be a model. Amen. I said, may you be a model. Amen. So don't just be coming to this church without these underlying values in your spirit. Praise God. Your character must be worthy of emulation. Your life must be worthy of emulation. The way you work must be worthy of emulation. We are not raising a generation of lazy, slothful believers. We are raising a generation of responsible saints. Can somebody give me an amen here? Who are profitable and productive in all areas of life. That's the kind of church we want to build. And that's the kind of church God has given us. And that's the kind of church we are part of. Can somebody give me an amen here? Give me a believing amen here. Sex reason why you must aspire and envision to become a model as individuals and as a church. Why? It's part of our vision. Why? Our vision is to build model and excellent contemporary churches. Model. That's, we, are, we are just a model. Sex reasons why you must be envisioned or aspire to become models as individuals and as a church. So when you are in this church, you want to aspire to be a model. Praise God. And as a chair, corporately, our vision is to be a model. So you are aspiring in your individual capacity to be a model. And corporately, as a church, we are aspiring to be models. Why? We must be models. One, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, lived his life as a model for others to follow. Our Lord, the Bible says, a disciple cannot be less than his master. Everyone that is well trained shall be like his master. Anybody who is so different from his master is disloyal, is suspicious. Praise God. Yeah, I am very, very suspicious of anybody around me who is not trying to be like me. I suspect you because you may be planning some coup against me. Yeah, you are disloyal. Every disciple, that's what Jesus said. I didn't say it. He said, every disciple shall be like his master. Every disciple. So if you are truly the disciple of Pastor Fokwa, you should be like me. Praise God. Yeah, because I'm a disciple of Christ. I want to be like Christ. And as a disciple, discipling you, you should also aspire to be like me. How come you are here and you want to be like somebody else? It's a mark of disloyalty. John chapter 13 verse 15. He says, I have given you an example. I have given you an example that you should do as I have done unto you. I have given you. What I have done is an example for you. Jesus was an example that others could follow. Look at what the Bible says again in First uh, Peter chapter 2 and verse 21, the New International Version. He said, to this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. 
Christ did what? Suffered for you, leaving you an example. How come the little suffering that comes your way, you want to quit the faith? The little challenge you are faced with, you want to backslide, you want to go, you want to go back on the faith and renounce God. How come? It's part of it. It's part of it. He said he suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps. Follow in his steps. What are the things that drive you away from church? Little pressure, little financial difficulty, little academic challenge, and you are drifting away from God. Little challenge with your business, you are driven away from God. He says he left us an example. First Peter chapter 2 verse 21. He said he left us an example that we should follow in his steps. Being a model of Christ identifies you as a true disciple. Somebody say be a model. Say being a model identifies you as a true disciple of Christ. That's it. Number two, the early disciples live exemplary lives for others to follow. All the early disciples, they live exemplary lives. Their lives were exemplary. That's why Paul could boldly say, follow me as I follow Christ. Because his life was a model. His life was a model. It was a model life. It was a life that was worthy of emulation. It was a life that possessed virtues and values worthy of emulation by others. May your life be full of such values. May your life be full of such values. Let me hear, believe in him and hear. May your life be full of such values. Paul said in Philippians chapter 3 verse 7, he said, I've given you Brethren, join me in following my example. Join me in following my example. And then he said, and not those who so walk as you have asked for a pattern. Not those. He said, follow my example and then not others who are also walking in my example. That's what Paul said. In my example. In my example. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 6 to 9. But we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw. Look at this. This is a very important word. That you withdraw from abroad every brother who works disorderly and not according to the tradition which you receive from us. Withdraw. 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 For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us. Anybody who is not walking in a manner that shows that he's following us, withdraw from him. Why? He said, you know how you ought to follow us. How you ought to follow us, for we were not disorderly among you. So he says that don't follow disorderly people because that is not the tradition we've handed over to you. Don't follow them. Don't follow them. Verse number eight. Nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge, but work with labor and toil at night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you. Praise God. I'll come back to this. Number three. Because God commands us to be examples for others. God commands us to be examples for others. May you be an example. Amen. Your amen is very, very sick. Amen. It's like he's dying tomorrow. Amen. God commands us to be an example. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. He said, let no man despise thy youth. First Timothy chapter. Let no one despise your youth. But be an example to the believers. In word. In conversation. In faith. In spirit, in purity, and in, in faith and in purity. The New Living Translation. Be an example. New Living Translation. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say. Somebody say what you say. Yeah, what you say. Be an example in what you say. What do you say? Next month we'll be addressing it. Be an example in what you say. 
in the way you live. How can you be a Christian who is entertaining a, 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 a gentleman with you, living in the same room with you? And every Sunday you pick Bible, you go to church. You are not an example. Praise God. You are not an example. Say, tongue talking. And that's how you live. And there are people who are living in your house with you. And they know you are not married. You've not invited them to any traditional marriage. You've not invited them to any wedding ceremony. And this guy lives with you. And they know he's not your brother. Even if he was your brother, your, a sister of your age will not be having a brother like that. You are not an example. So be an example in how you live. Somebody say, how you live? Then he said, be an example in your love. I've been telling you about this love thing. Be an example in your love. Be an example. In your faith and in purity. Receive grace to be an example. I said, receive grace to be an example. So God commands us to be an example. It's not a choice that you can, I can choose. Me, I don't want to, listen. You must be a model by all means. Don't let anybody despise you, but be an example. Everything you are doing, every time you are doing, when you are speaking with your wife, addressing your children, anything you are doing, the way you marry, you must seek to be an example. If you live in a neighborhood or a flat, by the time people hear you are fighting with your wife, insulting and abusing her, your wife will run out of, the, of, the, of your flat with cries and seeking for help. You are not an example. You just joined the choir not long ago and gossip, so so gossip. What can you prepare three three album? You are not an example. Not an example at all. Not an example. Praise God. Be an example. May the grace of God rest upon us to be an example. I said, may the grace of God rest upon us to be an example. Number four. Six reasons why we must be models. Number four, it silences the enemies of the church. Do you know the church has enemies? Do you really know? Are you sure? The church has wild enemies. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The church has enemies. Wild enemies. One common enemy of the church is the press. Somebody see the press. They want to press and press and press and press and press the church. Until it is hard pressed. But the Bible says we are hard pressed but not destroyed. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. They press us hard. You see, the church has always suffered persecution from the press. And if you go through church history, the more they attack the church, the stronger the church became. Praise God. Laws upon laws have come and gone. And the church is still the church. Why? Because I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Praise God. But you see, when you have an opportunity to silence your enemies, it, it, wise people don't call for battle. They prepare themselves for battle, but they don't call for battle. They are ready. If you meet them, they will floor you. But they are not the type. Haven't you, when you were even in secondary school or JHS, the people who usually used to like a lot of fights, some of them were not very strong. You see, very strong. But the people are very strong. They are always very careful. Temperate. Because they know that. So he's very careful. Very careful. Very careful. Wise, foolish people are always looking for fights. Because 
they don't know how to conserve energy for good fights. The Bible t- tells the believer to fight a good fight. It's not every fight you fight. There are some foolish fights you must not waste your time on. Praise God. It takes wisdom to discern and know which fight is a good fight, which one is a foolish fight. Praise God. It's a foolish fight when you are in a air conditioned car, somebody crosses you and you don't hit him and you get down. Hey, I'm a bow and you swat it. It's a foolish fight. It's a foolish fight. It's a foolish fight. He almost crossed you. He almost caused you to have an accident. God, by his mercy, spared you. You are in your air conditioned car. So, listen, then you open your door, pack, open your door, and go. That's a foolish fight. Rather, sit in the car, Father, I thank you. And then drive on and go your way. Am I communicating somebody? It's a foolish fight. It's a foolish fight. It silences the enemies of the church. Somebody say, it silences the enemies of the church. Now, let's read Titus chapter 2, verse 1 to 8. Titus 2, 1 to 8. As for you, Titus, one go, promote. Good. So, promote the kind of living. As a pastor, he said, promote the kind of living that supports wholesome teaching. He said, promote the kind of living that reflects wholesome teaching. So, what kind of living uh, reflects wholesome teaching? Go to verse, go to verse 2. Teach the older women to exercise what? And to be? And to live? This is for the older women. Praise God. Now, older men, right? Okay, so let's go to that, that they must have what? Sound faith and be filled with love and patience. Let's go to verse 3. What is there? Similarly, teach the that honest God, they must not all be heavy drinkers. Yeah, because when you need to be beer, now I say so the Bible says. They teach them not to be heavy drinkers. So we teach you not to drink at all. Praise God. Don't. Don't. There is no basis, there is no reason why you are called you enter your mouth as a child of God. There's no reason. No reason. He said, These older women, go ahead, must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children. Okay. What again? To live wisely and be pure. To work in their homes. To You see what older women are supposed to do? You should know it. When you meet an older woman who you have a challenge with your husband and she's telling you, she's out. She's not a correct older woman. Run away from her. Correct good older women. This is what they teach. This is what they teach. That they will not bring shame on the word of God. Praise God. Now, go, go on. In the same way, encourage the young men to live wisely. Verse 7. And you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. Let everything you do reflect integrity and seriousness of your teaching. Verse number 8. Teach the truth so that your teaching cannot be criticized. Now, look at it. Then those who oppose will be ashamed and have nothing to say. May people have nothing to say about us. Yeah. When I walk to your office, will your boss have something to tell, to tell me? Oh, pastor, I've been looking for you. You are, you are the pastor of it. I've been looking for you. I've been looking for your number. <laughs> this is your member here. I don't know what you teach your people in the church. No. 
You go to work, then you are sleeping on your job. That's, that's, that, that's not a fatal sin. It's your home manners. Praise God. Can somebody give me an amen here? Yeah. Number five, it gives you a positive witness before the unbelieving world. It gives you a positive witness before the unbelieving world. It gives you a positive witness before the unbelieving world. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 9 to 12. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 9 to 12. He said, but concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you. I like this scripture too. For you know yourselves. For you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. Verse 10. And indeed, you do so toward all the brethren who are in Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more. Verse 11. That you also aspire to lead a quiet life. To mind your own business and to work with your hands as we commanded you. Verse 12. He says, that you may walk properly toward those who are outside. That, and that you may lack nothing. Walk properly. Somebody say, walk properly. Walk properly. There are lots of Christians who do not walk properly. Praise God. Walk properly. Towards those who are outside. There is a way you relate to those who are outside. Walk properly. And finally, being a model for others brings glory to God. And if you are a true Christian, who really, really is serious about your faith, who is really serious about your relationship with God and its effect on other people, this will be your ultimate pursuit. You see, bringing glory to God in all you do must be your topmost priority as a child of God. You can project that. Bringing glory, somebody say bringing glory to God in all you do must be your topmost priority as a child of God. That's all. That's all. That's all. Bringing glory to God in all you do. All you do. When all is said and done, he must be all you want. Praise God. All you do. Bringing glory to God in all you do must be your topmost priority. Your words must bring glory. Your dressing must bring glory. Nobody should be giving you rules and you go to church and they tell you the sketch should be here. It should not be there. No. It's, it's really not serious. When you wait, apart from you looking beautiful, ask yourself, does this thing bring glory to God? Does it honor God? Simple like that. You do your, your test behind your mirror. You don't do it in church. Am I communicating here? Yeah, that's, that's how it is. Whatever you put on your body as a temple of God, that's what you ask. Does it bring glory to God? Does it bring glory to God? Does it bring glory to God? Make every effort to ensure that your life is not a source of blasphemy against the word of God or the name of God. That one too is worthy of importance. Make, make, make every effort to ensure that your life is not a source of blasphemy against the word or the name of God. Make every effort. Bringing glory to God. The Bible says in the book of Matthew 5 verse 16, the New International Version. He says, in the same way, let your light so what? Shine before men. That they may see your good works and praise your Father in heaven. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 31. He says, so whether you eat or drink, whatever you do. He didn't limit it. He started with the basics. Whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. If you are ushering, do it to the glory of God. If you are cleaning, do it to the glory of God. If you are singing, do it to the glory of God. If you are preaching, do it to the glory of God. Whatever you do, in all you do. Do it to the glory of God. You are giving, do it to the glory of God. Whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. You see, if you are not pursuing the glory of God in all you do as a child of God, 
then your faith has a challenge. Praise God. Faith in God, that is not commensurate or, or that is not backed up by a commitment and a tireless desire to please God in all your ways. It's a suspicious faith. Is somebody blessed? Is somebody seeing the need to be a model? You want to pray and say, Jesus, we are a model. As I partake of your body and your blood tonight, let the same grace come upon me and let my life be a model for others. Let my life be a model unto others. Let my life be a model unto others. Let my life be a model unto others. Let my life. Let my life be a model unto others. Listen, if you are sick in any part of your body, you are partaking of divine food that not, does not only heal, but it pledges, it cleanses and pledges. As you partake the communion, expect the touch of God tonight. I want you to come to the Lord's table with great faith in your heart. Expect healing and deliverance. Instant healing. The pain is leaving you now. Every affliction you came here with, you are not returning with it. As you partake of the communion, wholeness is your portion. Father, I thank you that your blood brings healing, cleansing, purging liberty to everybody. Thank you. That most importantly, as we partake of your body and your blood, we are receiving grace to be models. Thank you that our life is a true model for you. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Pass it. Take my life and let it be. Let them flow. Take my life. Take my life. Consecrate a Lord. Consecrate. Take my moment. Let them flow, let them flow in season. The second stanza. Take my hands and let them move. Add the move. Add the impulse of thy love. Take my feet. my hands. Take my hands and at the impulse of your love. Take my feet. Take my voice. Go back, go back. We won't sing there. Take my voice. I hope somebody sang it well. We understood it. Mm -hmm. 
Always and only for my sing. Always and only for my king. I'm not sure you can sing uh, those uh, nyama nyama songs with your lips. So those of us who listen and we sing worldly music, uh, that this is not scriptural. This is the song ministering to you. This is song ministering to you. Some people, their mouths, their lips are filled only with gossips. But he said, let your lips be filled with messages for thee. Messages. May your lips be changed. Amen. Package your offering, your tithe. Lord, we thank you tonight. We bless you. So, we we'll receive the offering. We we'll take our silver and our gold. <laughs> Lord, we honor you tonight. We bless you with our offerings, our tithe. We give it, expecting a hundredfold return. Thank you, Lord, for it. In Jesus. Amen. Lord, am I? Take my internet. Take my internet and use every power thou shalt Take my silver. Take my silver. And my gold. Take my silver. Taking, take my silver and my gold. Not a might would I recall. Take my intellect and use every past. Take my silver. Fakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Fuakwa, please call 540 or 204 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Fuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services. 6.30 a.m. First service. 8.45 a.m. Second service. And on Wednesdays for our Word Encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza. Opposite the Unity Oil Station. Santasi Roundabout. Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. <laughs>